What is up, everybody, and welcome to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast, aka Kilgallen's Pub. I'm your host, stand-up comedian Joe Kilgallen. I hope you're having yourselves a wonderful week. I really do. As with every episode of this podcast, I like to start off with a little bit of gratitude. So shout out to, uh, first and foremost, all of the Patreon subscribers. You guys are amazing. Hope you enjoyed the latest uh, bonus episode and uh, all the other perks that go along with that. I, I hope you guys you guys are amazing. You guys keep me going, so I love you very much. Also, shout out to anyone who's watched my latest stand-up comedy special that is available on YouTube. If you go to youtube.com slash Kilgallen, it'll be right there on the homepage. It's called Life and Death. It's up to like 30,000 views right now. I'm feeling very happy with that start. Want to keep that going. So if there's anyone out there who you're like, you know what? So-and-so, that piece of shit, he could deserve a laugh. Or you know a woman where you're like, you know what? She's kind of an uptight bitch. She could use a laugh. Send her the link. That's what's awesome about YouTube. Have it on your phone, right? Copy the link. Go right to your text message. Paste that link. Send it there. Hopefully it makes them happy. And uh, and then everyone gets laid. That's That's what I really want. I want everyone to get laid, damn it, because I'm a good person. You understand? All right, cool. Going to have some fun with today's episode. And and I got to start off with another apology. It is late. It is late. Normally, I don't drop podcasts on a Saturday. But uh, kid, my youngest, my four-year-old got strep throat. Then the the first grader, my seven-year-old son, got sick. So I had two days in which I had to tend to them all damn day. And this happens with kids. They get sick all the time. And um, so, yeah, I, I really couldn't you know, say, Hey guys, I need you to, to not, to leave me alone. Daddy's got to go make magic happen in the basement, AKA my office where I do this podcast. So I really, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't get away. And then I was hung over as hell on Friday. That one's on me. <laughs> I'll blame the kids for the other two days, Wednesday and Thursday, and even a little bit Tuesday, but, uh, all on me on Friday, Thursday night, uh, we did a show called 51st jokes at the laugh factory. I was also at the house of blues in downtown Chicago, both amazing shows, amazing times, great hangs with the comedians afterwards. One of those nights on Thursday, went out with the comedians afterwards. A couple I haven't talked to in a while. Some people I don't get to hang out with as much. So it was nice. It was nice to mix. And then some friends who I hang out with a lot. So it was good. It was like, it's like your standard, your standards, your standards, your, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Your, uh, your, your, you know, the regular people on your team. I don't know what the hell word I was trying to look for there. And then you had some, some newcomers, your veterans and your rookies. There we go. Figured it out. And uh, yeah, so it was nice. It was a nice night. And uh, went to a Galway Bay pub in Chicago, one of the best bars in the world, owned by my man, Nolan. He uh great dude. We're going to be doing a live Let's Get Dumb on St. Patrick's Day from Galway Bay Pub. So Sunday, St. Patrick's Day. We're probably going to get started maybe 10 a.m., 11 a.m. I don't know. But we're going to get after it, and it's going to be nuts. So if you're a fan of my other podcast called Let's Get Dumb, St. Patrick's Day, find yourself, get your phone out, you know, laptop, wherever you could watch a live stream because we we did this in the past and it's it gets crazy. So it's definitely worth a watch. And then I'll I'll you know I'll put the re the rebroadcast of it up on YouTube, of course. Anyhow, now so um yeah, it was one of those fun nights where I remember being like, I'm not gonna go out too late, I'll just go out for a couple afterwards. And then before I knew it, it's 3 a.m. and I'm like, Shee, I better get home. And then uh, I was I was paying for it the next day, but not too bad. Not too bad. My one son was able to, he was better, good enough to go back to school, but I still had the little one. Even though he's fine, it's like you have to be on antibiotics a certain amount. He had strep throat. So, uh, all right, enough of that shit. I, I did my apologies. I did my thank yous. Let's get into the meat of it. Today, I did this. I did the Polar Plunge for the Special Olympics. It's to raise money for Special Olympics, which is a great uh, organization. 
And um, so shout out to uh, Heather May from uh, the Drop Comedy Club in South Bend, Indiana. She put together with a bunch of other comedians where we were like a team. I've done stuff with uh, the Special Olympics in the past, so I always like to support that uh, cause whenever I get a chance to. Never done the Polar Plunge before. I'm like, why not? You know, I'll, uh, I'll head out there, jump in some cold ass water, head back because I got a show tonight in uh, the south on the south side of Chicago. So I was like, all right, let's do it. I'll tell you this, not that bad, not that bad. I can't like, it's, I've seen people do the polar plunge into like lakes. And I think that's probably worse because this was more controlled. It was cold outside. It was snowy. It was 35 degrees out. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's, it wasn't great. I, but you know, you jump in, I did, I, I went with the, uh, the can opener, you know, you get the knee up cannonballs, both knees up like this can opener, one knee up. You got to have yourself on a little bit of like a 70 degree angle. Right. And that way you really, and I did. And for whatever reason, she wanted us to hold balloons with the comedy club's name on it, I think, to jump in with them. And mine popped on impact. You know, I, I, I've got some density uh, on certain days. And today I was a little denser than normal. So I think I kind of elbowed the thing down with me and it went underwater and it popped under the water. Everyone else's balloon was fine. Mine was popped. Banged my hip off the, uh, the bottom of the pool, too. So it's just a big pool that they made colder or it was just outside in the cold. So it was naturally cold. I don't know. It's for a good cause. Here is where I'm going to get a little bit like, what the fuck? Part of it was they go afterwards, there'll be a lunch. There'll be lunch for everybody. You're thinking, oh, great, sweet, free lunch. Awesome. Raise money for a good cause. Get a little lunch. Sounds good. I also shout out to Manuel Rodriguez, hooking it up, man. Um, thanks for the donation. Awesome of you. All right. So, um, and I'll be seeing you in Arizona. Also, guys, I'm throwing this plug in again. Arizona, March 22nd, March 23rd, Mike Drop Mania, Chandler, Arizona. Come spring training during the day. Comedy shows at night. Jonah Jerkins, my co-host from Let's Get Dumb, is going to be there. I think we might be bringing our producer, Austin, to film some cool content stuff. It's going to be a hell of a time. So if you're in the Arizona area, come on out. You don't need to, If you're in New Mexico, I expect you there, damn it. All right, whatever. So here's where I get upset. Right, We, we do the polar plunge, and that's great. Raising money for a great cause. They get you get a free lunch afterwards. All right, nice. You're not expecting like you know s- shrimp skewers and uh bacon wrapped scallops and you know uh shrimp cocktail and little things of steak or little mini burgers. Although mini burgers would have been nice, I wasn't expecting anything crazy. But what I got was just like, don't even give us food if this is the choices. For the first time in my life today, I had Papa John's pizza, and let me tell you, horrible, awful easily the worst pizza chain pizza I've ever had in my life. And am I a little snobbish on pizza sometimes, but I'm usually pretty cool about it. Um, You have to really suck for me to give you a hard time. And you have to be a corporation for me to shit talk you on a podcast. This was some mom and pop pizza place that was providing free pizzas. I'm not going to say anything bad about them, right? Maybe they had a bad day. It was too big an order for them. It wasn't their regular quality. But Papa John's, you know, you're a national chain. And what you provided was just absolute dog shit. It was uh, just right when I opened up the box, because I was one of the first in line for this free pizza. Right when I opened up the thing, I was like, whoa, this doesn't look cooked all the way. This just looks bad. The sauce has like pink in it. Ugh. But like you're hungry, right? I didn't really eat much of a breakfast. So I'm like, I'm kind of hungry. I'm going to, how bad could it be? This pizza. I remember hearing one per- one time I heard someone say Papa John's is better than Little Caesars, like at a bar. And I didn't get into the argument because I never had Papa John's before. But now I want to go back in time, find that person, and be like, what the fuck is wrong with your tongue? Huh? Were you born sans a tongue? 
How do you like ugh, little Caesars might as well be a Michelin restaurant. We're talking five stars. Little Caesars might as well have been the place that that dude in the bear worked before he started making Italian beefs for this dumb family. That's like how great little Caesars is in comparison to Papa John's like Papa John's and little Caesars shouldn't be said in the same sentence. Papa John's and any of the other chains. I mean, Domino's way better. Domino's has actually gotten pretty good. Pizza hut fucking jizzes all over Papa John's. They're all, it's so awful, dude. I I'm mad and I'm sad, mad and sad because I know I do stand up comedy all throughout this country of ours. And sometimes the only pizza you see in certain towns is Papa John's. And I feel sad for these people. I'm mad at Papa John's for providing such garbage quality, but I'm sad because these people don't know otherwise, right? They probably think this is good pizza. This is, good pizza. Is, this, is this our pizza? This is our pizza. Well, then I like it. It's good pizza. And it's like, it's not good pizza. You've been fucking lied to. You've been duped. You've been suckered. Okay. There's a whole world out there. Phenomenal pizza. And this is not it. These assholes. And what do they advertise? What's Papa John's big slogan? Papa John's better ingredients, better my fucking dick hole, my friend. But oh my, the inside, it, I actually wouldn't want anyone doing that. The inside of my asshole would taste better than Papa John's pizza. I'll just say that better ingredients. How about, and, and talk about, a, I don't know. Is there any pizza chain that has more commercials than Papa John's? I don't think so. Little Caesars Domino's Pizza Hut. I don't see them advertise nearly as much as Papa John's does. And it's always better ingredients. And they always have like Shaquille O'Neal or fucking Peyton Manning. How about this? How about you cut your commercial budget in half? Start and taking that money and invest it in legit better ingredients. Hire new fucking chefs. Hire someone who has some sort of a background in Italian cuisine, pizza in particular, right? Like, by the way, Sabaro's way better. Like, I'm trying to think of more pizza chains that just fucking dominate Papa John's. It was horrible. I couldn't, I ate, I can't believe I finished the whole one piece. I put two pieces on the plate because that's what you do. You don't take one piece, you take two. And Finished the first piece, not enjoying a single part of it. Just being like, I'm just a hunger. I'm going to eat it. Took one little bite of the second piece. And I was just like, you know, I can't even do this to myself. This is horrible. Better ingredients. Again, save the money on the advertisement. You know what the best advertisement for your business is, Papa John's? Having pizza that doesn't taste like asshole fucking like a rat's asshole. That's right. It tastes like a rat's asshole on a fucking hot summer day with just no love. No love. And you could tell, you could tell when you take a bite out of a Papa John slice that the person who made it fucking hates that they had to make this pizza. They fucking hate it. They can't stand their job. They can't stand anything about it. They hate their life on the ride over. They thought about suicide so many times the whole drive to work, right? They, they took the bus. Actually, these people take the bus to work which I'm not knocking. Okay. We've all, you know, people take the bus and that's fine. It's a lot of, I know people with wealthy jobs that take public transportation to work, but this guy did not want to take the bus. He takes the bus. That's like, fuck, man, so many things I did wrong in my life. And now I got to go make Papa John's pizza. There was no love made when that pizza was made. None. Someone who also works with him goes, I don't think you've cooked that one long enough. And he didn't even respond to his coworker. He just gave his coworker this look. And the coworker's like, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I even brought it up. Because he just, just that look from his face to his coworker's face said, do you think I give a fuck if this isn't up to Papa John's quality? We have no fucking quality here, okay? We're all getting fucking $9 an hour. He pays Peyton Manning and Shaquille O'Neal $20 million to make him look cool in a fucking skybox. This is bullshit, okay? 
fucking awful. I don't give a fuck. And anyone who orders from here purposely deserves whatever goddamn. I'm, I, there's no way I'm not going to be sick tomorrow. I'm already feeling it. You ever eat something so bad, you tell yourself, I better throw up before the throw up gets me. Like, I'm going to do a preventive strike. You know what I mean? I'm going to I'm gonna punch the bully in the face this time before the bully gets me. Because it's, I, I still taste it. I still taste this Papa John's in my fucking chest. And I know it's going to, I'm going to either wake up hungover tomorrow or it's going to get me at the worst moment. I'm going to be, I'm going to be vomiting from this. And the whole drive back from South Bend, Indiana to Chicago, Illinois, I kept thinking everybody did this great thing. They jumped in ice cold water to raise money for the Special Olympics. And now, now they're fucking going to be just shitting their brains out later or vomiting later and thinking to themselves, never again am I going to do it for this cause. Or they're just not going to eat the food. I'll tell them, I will go, how much do I have to, money do I have to raise for you to provide food for us that's not going to kill us? How much for that? Just don't give us food then. That That's what it should be. Because I guarantee there's going to be so much left over because the word's going to get out. being like, that's the worst thing I've ever touched, I've ever tasted. And the whoever puts the food out is going to be like, well, I guess I got a lot to bring home. And that's a divorce. If you bring home, well, I got six boxes of Papa John's. Hey, we're eating for free the next three days. Kids and wife, isn't this great? Your kids will lose respect for you as a father and your wife will cheat on you. Just know that, okay? So don't, guys, get get better quality pizza, okay? Go to Little Caesars. Go to fucking Domino's if you got to go the fast food chain route. Or find yourself a nice little place where they you can just tell that there's some love made there. There's got to be a guy named Luigi, right, in your town. If not, you got to move to move. Move to a better town. Move to a town that has, like, you know, some pizza. Mexicans make great pizza. Italians make great pizza. Fine. If you don't, honestly, you should probably, everyone should live in a town with those two demographics at some point, right? I don't know what city doesn't have at least one or two of those people that you, you just say, Hey, we need you in the kitchen. Okay. This is a small town. Everyone's got to have their part. You know what I mean? That guy, that guy over there, his name is Bobby. He's obviously our fireman. Okay. Your name is Tony. Here's your apron. Okay. You want to wear the big, funny white floppy hat. That's on you, but get in the fucking kitchen. All right, we got a community that needs to be run right now. All right, enough of that rant, but goddamn, I'm still, I, it's going to take me a while to get over that one. It really is, trust me. So here we go. Um, and, and it makes me think of this. Let's talk about business as a whole. I don't know if this is happening wherever you may be living, wonderful listeners, wonderful viewers. I don't like this new trend where every time a business closes, everyone will start to say it's everyone's fault but the business owners. I've seen this. This There was a bar that I'd gone to a handful of times. Never liked it, but it was convenient. It was nearby, so I'd been there. Never a good time. You know, I think, I don't know if everyone, you just have one of those places where like, why am I here again? Oh, whatever. And you're just there. Recently announced it was closing. Everyone in the comments was like, Chicago violence, Chicago taxes, uh, Biden economics, inflation, all this kind of stuff. And I'm not saying businesses aren't facing tremendous amounts of pressure from varying causes, varying, you know, whatever. There's a myriad of reasons. There's a good vocabulary word for you. But it's, I want more honesty. I want, I want, and I don't like to get involved, but I, part of me was like, I wanted to make the comment, hey, how about it's none of those things and this bar just sucks. How about the person who started the business was a fucking idiot? There's a lot of, there's this weird notion that just because you start a business, it deserves to stay in business forever. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. Get your shit together. 
sell a product, sell an experience, sell something that makes people want to keep using you or going to whatever business you provide, right? I'm just talking about bars and restaurants. There's other things like that. And it's this whole idea. Because look, starting a business is incredibly hard. I think if I was ever running for office, I would streamline that and make it an easier process. You want to start your own business? Here you go. You go to this office. You fill out a couple pages here. And there you go. Permits this. Bam. It's a fucking couple day process. Maybe in a couple days you got to wait. Because you do have to process stuff. I know a lot of people make the whole thing where it's like, oh, government, they give you 10-page things. I'm like, well, sometimes you need 10 pages. Okay, because there's liabilities here. You know, if I open up a freaking hot dog stand and it turns out I'm, I'm feeding people pig penis when it's not supposed to be pig penis. Maybe it is, though, you, you know, and everyone gets sick and dies. I should be held responsible. Right. There should be a process in place to make sure I don't do things like that. I got to take some tests and do some things anyhow. But like it, it definitely should be a way easier process and to encourage more of that kind of thing. You know, we want more people opening up businesses and things like that. But in the same regard, it's supposed to be hard. You want to be your own boss, then it should be a difficult thing. I'm not saying it has to be necessarily hard, but it's not supposed to be easy. It's not supposed to be a cakewalk. And I know there's some people who kind of had this idea where it's like, you got to support local business and it's a shame that that business closed and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, first of all, yeah, support local business, but it's not a shame that that business closed. It was a bad business. Can we start putting the blame on the people who are running the business? Because it's not like they were surprised by all this outside stuff. You know what you were getting into. I think the problem is a lot of people pictured running a business to be like this. Oh, this is going to be fun, blah, blah, blah. I know it's some work, but it's something I've always wanted. Then once you get involved with it, you realize there's a lot of little things that aren't fun. And then you start to understand, oh, shit, maybe this isn't for me. And then, but you go, but I can't quit now. I can't quit now. But sometimes you can quit now. Do yourself and everyone else a favor and quit when you discover it's difficult. Um or not that, not that when you discover it's difficult, but when you discover it's not the right fit for you. Maybe you don't quit right away because now I'm thinking this through. I'm like, I'm not pushing quittership on everybody. But like, I think a lot of people stick things out because they're worried about how they're perceived. They don't want to be perceived as a quitter. They don't want to be perceived as someone who gives up. And I think it's refreshing when I meet people the other way. Every now and then, you know, I did a, a, this great show with... Uh, Shout out to Pat Thomasulo and Kristen Toomey um, last night in Rosemount, Illinois, for the mayor of Rosemount, which is a suburb that's like right on the border of Chicago and O'Hare Airport. And uh, we were talking, we we're hanging out after the show for just a little bit. And Kristen Toomey was talking about all the different jobs she's had, and some of which where she was just like, This isn't for me. I'm not going back again. And I'm just like, All right, that I'm actually, that's refreshing to hear. When you, you know, you follow up with someone going, Hey, what was that big thing you were so excited about? How'd it go? Eh, I, I, I thought it'd be one thing. It was totally not, not for me. Cool. I kind of like that you you realized you stopped wasting your time. You were efficient about it. That's a good thing too. Because I definitely think a lot of these business owners, they get into it, think this is going to be great. Then they have a couple employees that they thought would be the ones. And then those employees aren't that great. Or they call in sick too often. Or, or And then they realize, oh, I have to do work? That's what fucking, oh man, I have so much respect for business owners that have no problem picking up a broom. No problem. There was this great bar in the South Loop of Chicago called The Scout that was around for a while. That actually closed for some good reasons. That area got hit with a lot of like uh, when during the riots of 2020 and some things like that. And had been there for a while. And I think he was just kind of over the whole process. No biggie. That guy was running a super successful bar and he'd be successful in anything he was doing. So the dude, Chris was his name. And I remember seeing him sweep up. He's like, any bar owner or any owner of any business that thinks they're too good to pick up a broom, fuck them. And I'm like, hell yeah, dude, right? Because they were busy. Staff was killing it. And he knows it. He saw his staff killing it. They're running around. They're doing all sorts of great stuff. So he has no problem helping them out. 
I see businesses, not just at bars and restaurants, but other things where you're like, you could help them. You could pick up the fucking phone. You know, the worst is when you have the restaurant owner checking on the table, being like, is everything okay over here? And I'm like, actually, it would be better if you were doing something because I've watched our server. She's slammed right now. And I watched you standing over there playing with a toothpick. Pick up the pace, my man. I'm going to leave her a great tip. I'm going to leave your restaurant a bad review. What do you think of that? I've actually never said that to anyone before, but I'd like to. I'd like to. Uh, but yeah, I definitely think there needs to be some more. If you're going to, if you're good, if you want ownership, you need to take ownership. Put that on a fucking t-shirt, huh? That's what I really feel like that. If you want ownership, you got to take ownership. Because like I was saying before, they get into it, think it's going to be great. They start to get hit with some annoying things and it gets tedious and it's more hours than they thought and all this. And then they fall out of love with it, but they have to keep it going because they don't want to look like a failure to all their family and friends. And then no one benefits in that situation. So instead of a bar that should have closed, or I don't know, I keep going to bars, maybe I hang out with them a lot. But instead of a business that should have closed after a year or two, you got one that's open for six years, probably racking up more debt and just wasting everyone's life. Don't do it. Honesty, ownership, justice, integrity. Now I'm just saying words. I'm just saying words at this point. Um, all right, what other fun shit's going on right now? Um, oh, I wanted to bring this back. So here's something. I... You know, the YouTube channel starting to uptick again, which is nice. Uh, hello, new subscribers, if you're checking out the podcast. Uh, again, I've been putting a lot more videos on there, the life and death specials on there. And if you like life and death on YouTube, the full hour called Good Grief, unedited, uncensored, that is available at punchup.live. Punchup.live is a wonderful new comedy platform that features the likes of Mark Norman, Sam Morrell, Steve Byrne, Roy Wood Jr., Carmen Lynch, uh, Steph Toloff. A number of great names, Jordan Jensen. Who else am I thinking of here? But let's and myself. So uh, check it out. And that has all my tour dates, all the tour dates coming up. I'm going to be in LA March 1st, then um, Milwaukee March 15th again. And then I will also got Chicago shows, of course. And then Arizona March 22nd, March 23rd. All right. Last plug of the podcast, I promise. But I came across some old comments, one of which said that they loved the segment I was doing back then called Fuck Mary Kill. Now, at the time, I was cleaning out my basement and I found this big, huge bin of all of my DVDs. And I came up with this idea of reaching in at random, pulling out three DVDs. And based on whoever the stars of those movies were, I had to play the game. Fuck, Mary kill. I should say fudge, Mary kill. Just so YouTube doesn't take ad revenue away from me. I love you, YouTube. Please be good to me. Please keep pushing my channel. I'm starting to make a little money again and daddy needs it. All right. So here was the, oh, no, those aren't the ones. Those aren't even fucking DVDs. Um, I, I I picked them out. They're right over here. Uh, I didn't. I literally picked them at random. Some people might be like, "Did you really pick them at random?" I, I couldn't drag the entire box over. So anyway, picked them at random. I'm gonna reach over and grab them. Same to you. And then we're gonna play this game. All right. So here we go. Reaching across. Almost dropping them. All right. I've got forgetting Sarah Marshall. First one out the date. This was a DVD that I bought for $9.99 used from Blockbuster back when Blockbuster was around. Probably 2009, I want to say I got this. Next one, we've got one of the funniest movies of all time, MacGruber, unrated edition. If you've never seen MacGruber with Will Forte, Kristen Wiig, Ryan Phillippe, and Val Kilmer, you're doing it wrong. And then the last one was one I got. These are screeners. I am part of the Screen Actors Guild, SAG. That's my union. And around awards season, as long as you're paid up on your union dues, uh, which I'm not this year, so I didn't get any, but you get these screeners. So you get to watch all the nominated movies for free. Really awesome. 
but they give them to you in like these weird little DVD things. And then my one friend was like, why are you still getting the DVDs? You can just watch them with links online. I'm like, I like the hard copies. Okay. I still like that, especially if it's free. I'm like saying no to that. And who doesn't like mail? Getting things in the mail. I like the mail. All right. So these three, let's see how we're going to do it. Well, the first one with the movie Brooklyn, which is about an Irish girl moving to Brooklyn at like the early 1900s, I want to say. Um, it stars Saoirse Ronan. Or is it Saoirse? There's two different ways to pronounce that name. I'm going to say it the way my cousin's daughter's name is pronounced. And that is Saoirse. Saoirse Ronan, great actress. She's been in a few things. Um, a lot of things, actually. She's Did she win? She might have won. Um, she won the Golden Globe for this movie. Yeah, Best Actress. So, uh, man, the Irish actors and actresses are fucking killing it nowadays. Are you kidding me? Uh, I mean, you got uh, Barry Keoghan. You got Colin Farrell, Paul Meskel, Killian Murphy. I mean, the list goes on. Oh, this has... Uh, Domhnall Gleeson, his da dad's a great actor too. Uh, Brendan Gleeson, I believe his name is. Michael Fassbender's Irish, I believe. I saw him in something recently. Anyhow, so Brooklyn, the pick from this is uh, Saoirse Ronan. Then from MacGruber, you got to go with who's ever on the cover that's a lady. Um, and uh, yeah, you got to go with the lady on the cover. I was going to say, like, if I ever picked one with all dudes, because I had that in the past, then, you know, I got I to do it. You got to stay true. Great to hear my dog barking upstairs. Real professional podcast, Joe. Uh, Kristen Wiig is the choice from that one. And this one I could choose between Kristen Bell or Mila Kunis. I'm going to go Mila Kunis because Kristen Wiig sounds too much like Kristen Bell. And they both have blonde hair. And just for the sake of variety, I'm going Mila Kunis. All right. Here are my choices. Let's see here. All right. I am going to go with, I am going to fudge Saoirse Ronan. Um, she is an Irish woman, a woman, women. I, I said that weird. She is an Irish lady. And, um, I do love the Irish. I'm American, but I come from, uh, pretty much all Irish background. And, um, but like, I'm going to fudge her because if we married, our, our kids would just need all the sunscreen. It'd be too much. I, I think she would understand that. I am going to marry Mila Kunis. I find her very attractive. Uh, if we had kids together, they would have a, a medium complexion between mine and hers. Um, if they had her dark hair and my blue eyes, though, whoo, baby, that is a movie star in the making, those children. And I just kind of, I find her cute and adorable and sexy. She's got a lot of that going on for her. So Mila Kunis is my pick to marry because I want, I want multiple runs at that. <laughs> I'm so disrespectful. And then I'm, I'm murdering Kristen Wiig. Uh, and I like Kristen Wiig. I think she's a great actress. Bridesmaids was super funny. She's really good in this. But I'm going to murder her because um, sometimes she can be funnier than me. And, and I don't want that. <laughs> Okay, of course. Uh, just, just of those choices, she seemed the, the most easy to murder. Because um, I think uh, compatibility in bed, it'd either be really fun or horrible. But I could see her being like making silly voices while we're getting romantic. And it's kind of like, you got to know when to stop running shtick. She comes from an improv background and improvisers, they're always like trying to be on. We're stand-up comedians. We know when to turn that off. We know when to be on, being funny. And then we know when it's like, no, we're just being human beings now, having a human being conversation. Not everything is look at me, look at me. So those are my choices. I'm very happy with them. I hope you guys like that I brought back Fudge, Mary Kill. But there we go. Again, I am fudging Saoirse Ronan. I am marrying Mila Kunis. And I'm murdering uh, Kristen Wiig. I'm doing it. Those are my three choices. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast for this week. Uh, tell all your friends about my comedy special. Check out um, punchup.live for my tour dates. You guys are amazing. All right. Cheers.